Well, welcome back to our after show. Not Dummies After Dark. This is Dummies After Tina. What's that? Dat? Dat. Dat. Who dat? Who dat? Again, Tina Hergenrader is one of our favorite guests. I mean, because she comes back. Uh, But also because what she has to say is relevant to the lives of the people listening to this show. Poignant. uh, Very, yeah, just useful information that you can take a little nugget home and say, I can put this into practice. No doubt. And uh, this week she was talking about uh, uh, some truths for the new school year. I like what she called it, the Corona complicated year. Uh, <laughs> I think perfect. we ought to make a little shirt for that. Uh, it's going to be a Corona complicated year for all of us as we figure out how to do life without school, with school, distant learning, no football, no college football, whatever it might be. It's Yeah, that's quite a list there. And while you're running through that list of things you're not having, please exercise some grace. Yes, which would lead us to <laughs> number <laughs> one. Truth, number one. So what do you think about that? Well, I liked it. I mean, her f- very first sentence. First, show them how to give yourself way more grace than you ever thought possible. And, and I think first thought, people say, well, why should I do that? Why would I give myself grace? But if God can give me grace, and trust me, mm. the two people in this room know me, well enough to know how much <laughs> grace God gives me. If God can give me that much grace, who am I to think that I can't give myself that much grace? Right. Yeah, I mean, when your kids watch you beat yourself up and try to always be a perfectionist, they're just going to, like she said, they're going to model that, imitate that, and nobody wants that for their children. I right. mean, it's okay to make mistakes and learn from them. Exactly. I, I saw a, a T-shirt the other day that said, Better Every Day. Now, I... I took it as, okay, you are trying to improve yourself every day, not looking for perfection, but, you know, hey, I, f- I failed at this point yesterday. I'm not going to make that mistake today, so I'm going to be better today. And I thought that kind of theme resonated with me as I was hearing Tina talk about it because, you know, we are going to fail. I mean, it's mm-hmm. inevitable. Um, I've already failed 100,000 times just this morning. Um, <laughs> 100,001. There you, you go. forgot that other That's, thing. Sorry, yes. I, I need to <laughs> repent. Um, but yes, that. But looking forward to the, as she said, the long view, you know, that I don't have to be perfect, and I see that, I acknowledge that, I'm going to try and, and, and be this better, uh, whatever that is, um, mm-hmm. sometime in the future. Well, I see it in the classroom. When a kid gets stuck in that cycle of trying to be perfect, what they really do is just shut down. Yeah. They won't try again. The minute they can't do it right the first time, they just shut down, and that's the end of it. And as a teacher, now you've lost the moment to teach them. That opportunity is gone. And, and the same thing in our households. When that, because if we expect perfection out of ourselves, the assumption for our kids is you expect perfection out of me. Mm-hmm. Good point. So then they spend their time doing that, and then we take them to church, and we hear all about this God who's filled with grace— but if my parents aren't filled with grace, because a lot of what we understand God to be, whether we want to admit it or not, is what we see from our Christian parents. So if my Christian parents aren't grace-filled towards themselves, let alone towards me, then I must think that's how God is, especially the younger children. So God is just like my dad. And my dad is always putting himself down, never forgiving himself, and always mean to us. You know, and Tina has the other book about extending the olive branch, about grace in the household. And I just think that's so important. Because if we want kids to understand God, then that has to be modeled in the household. 
uh, and 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 I extend I'm extending all of this to teachers as well because I think her truths speak well to our teachers as well. And maybe you teach in a public school and you think I can't show grace. Grace doesn't have to be connected to a scripture verse in order mm-hmm. to extend it. I mean, grace can just be extended to, dude, you're struggling. Right. Let's take a moment and mercy. step back and forget about the assignment today. Because, you know, Bruce, I taught school too. You can always throw out an assignment when the whole class doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. Say, you know what? I'm not going to count this one. Right. I maybe not, didn't do well teaching it to you. You didn't do well listening to me. So let's all have a little bit of grace today and try this again and have another class day. Yeah, she says, this year is going to be so messy and ugly. But she says, keep showing up. Right? I think that, you know, kind of like your uh, student, Bruce, that just shuts down, you know, that somehow we've got to reach that point or before we get to that point of shutting down. All right. I'm going to be that little engine that could, right? <laughs> I'm going to keep going, keep going, keep going. Do you have a train sound? Oh, man. Just just out of my... Choo-choo. Oh, that was... <laughs> that, was that train is not making it up the mountain. <laughs> that was a hesitant train. It seemed like a European train. <laughs> Maybe from France. It might give up. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I will surrender. <laughs> That train is waving the white flag. <laughs> but, but it's true. We yeah. do have to help our kids. And if there's grace and the teacher's grace filled, so I'm going to take it to a classroom again, and they know there's grace there, or, or even at home, then kids are willing to take the risk. They're willing to step outside the comfort zone and say, and she talks about it in her little uh, blog, they'll make mistakes because they know if I don't make it, I'm going to be okay because there's a safety net of mm-hmm. grace underneath me that's going to catch me and not a safety net of critical, the, the critical eye that's going to tell me what I did wrong. You right. Know? And again, as we said once before, the gift of the critical eye is not a spiritual gift in the Bible. Right. So let's poke it out. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's not part of the fruit of the spirit. We don't sing that in the song somewhere. The fruit no. of the spirit is the critical eye. Not, not part of it. It doesn't really mesh. You know, okay. it's, it's hard to get some melody. Uh, there, there are many that think it is, but no, it is not. Okay, let's go on to uh, truth number two. Rules are not your savior. Mm. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yep. 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 That's right. We're dummies. Yep. <laughs> yep. But well, it's true. How many times? Well, I'll use this story because I don't think the person's going to listen to this at all, ever. When I took over teaching, the, my first teaching job, the teacher was having difficulty with the kids. Now, this is not exactly what she's talking about here, but it's a good illustration. Mm. So she was teaching high school kids, and she was using rules to be her savior. So she had X's on the, the, the floor with tape, not for social distancing, but to show you where your desk had to be. Hmm. And if you moved your desk off that tape or your desk got, your chair got off the tape, then you're in trouble. And she recorded the entire class so that if you did something wrong, I'm going to show this to the principal and all of these things. And you know what the kids did? You think they behaved? Oh, no. No, they were horrible to her. One of the taller students, I'm gathering myself so I don't laugh. One of the taller students 
because she was a short teacher, took the book from her desk and held it up like this. And she said, give me my book back. And he, he said, grab wow. it. Take it from me. I mean, he got kicked out of class and not school, but you class anyway. But that's what rules do if we try to make them our savior. They disappoint us. They fail us. And they let us down. You know? And so often we look for ways of breaking more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Circumventing. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. And so we... Less rules, but uh, you know, there's more rules. No, no rules, just right. Well, I like your equating it to the law. It's like a curb, a mirror, and a guide, mm-hmm. but it's not your savior. So, I mean, we need them to kind of guide us, but there's some flexibility in there to uh, administer that grace. Right. And you think about like, uh, let's think about Old Testament because she talks about using the Old Testament and God's deliverance. Think about when the children of Israel, all the uh, asps came in or the snakes and started biting them, mm-hmm. and they're all screaming, ouch, ouch. <laughs> Just like the train. <laughs> I mean, that's what it actually says in the Hebrew. Ouch, ouch, ouch that hurts. <laughs> and while they're screaming, God doesn't give them more rules. You know, he doesn't say, now go do this and bathe seven times or do this or go do 25 push-ups. He says to Moses, make a bronze staff, lift it up, and everyone who looks on it will be saved. He does the same thing in our lives. He doesn't give us more rules to find salvation. He says, everyone who looks upon the cross or calls in the name of Jesus will be saved. So, you know, you've got that principle. And so I just think uh, rules are good for a classroom but they should and, and a home, but they can't save a failing marriage. You can't have rules mm-hmm. that save. A, and, you know, so many therapists do that with families that are falling apart. They make more rules. And it's like, that's not going to help. It's already failing at keeping rules. So Right. You know, one, one thing I liked about Tina, um, you can tell that she is a writer because the way that she uses words to create this imagery, I think, is is really lovely. Uh, like this sentence, you know, life in 2020 sounds like a terrible melody of treble, treble notes. Scarcity, panic, complaining, but our souls need the bass notes, that kind of foundation. And, and isn't that amazing how she realizes treble notes are horrible <laughs> and what we need are good trombone bass notes. Is I, That's what I really read in between the lines is she's talking about we, we need the, 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 the trombone raising up or the tuba. That, that It's the foundation of your, you know, the build all the other notes on. Yeah. I'm all about the bass. <laughs> all about the bass? Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, but yeah, she does a great job of, of giving you this this picture of of, of what's going on, and, and uh, she just does a lovely job. And with you've that. all heard somebody playing something on a piano that you Dissonance think they're hitting, and, the distant, you think they're hitting wrong notes, and you're like, I'm pretty sure my three-year-old could play that tune. <laughs> and it's music, but it's we want the resolution to that. Mm-hmm. We want them to get out of that key or out of that dissonance into something that's Major harmonic. Major chords yes. or something. Right. And so, um, and we don't do that through rules. Right. I mean, even though this other rule that she has, you know, pray with your kids, um, I don't necessarily see that as a rule, but as a, a benefit to your family, you know, to show that, hey, we are in this together. We can share these vulnerable times together by, you know, seeking God's help and, um, you know, asking for uh, times of trouble and, and angst and um so I, I love that you know she added that as part of her uh, you know plan you know to be with uh, the family you know to to have this solid core um, as parents and I think parents we need even through the hectic life you know we're talking about uh, 
baseball games or homework at late at night or um, we have to set aside time to spend with the family. Mm-hmm. You know that, well, and that prayer specifically, that modeling moment. Like what? What does my mom or dad do when they're a little yes. overwhelmed or <clears throat> right? How many families prayed together during the coronavirus for something? Right. And, and I don't mean just your dinner table prayer, but I mean something. Right. And I'm thinking about my own family here, too. Mm-hmm. Did I fail my kids in that? And maybe I have to extend some grace to myself. And I like what she said is we're all craving real truth and encouragement. So true. So I would just say to every parent, you know, we've talked about Santa and things on this show before. We're not afraid to address anything. Mm-hmm. What kids want is real truth and encouragement. Don't just say, oh, it's all going to be fine. Right. Mommy and daddy are just having an argument. It's all, they want the truth. You know, mom and dad are struggling. Again, you know the limit to the truth that they need, but don't lie. So if you're not going to tell them the truth, I'm saying don't tell them anything. And then remember, they need encouragement. You know, the old rule, before you get in the car and say three things, something negative, you should say three things positive about the game or the concert. Or don't just jump in and say, Wow, that was that Horrible. sermon wasn't one of your best, but it'll do. <laughs> Say something nice first, like, "Hey, Pastor, you look pretty good in green. Um, <laughs> do you trim your mustache up? It looks nice. Have you lost some weight?" And then say, "Yeah, it wasn't your best, but it'll do." Be, kids need that. They want encouragement, and they don't want it from their teacher or their coach. They ultimately want it from their parent, the person exactly. who brought them into this world, yep. who loves them and cares about them. So. And that leads us, what, to number Number three? three. Be truthful with yourself about your bad habits and do better. Ouch. I don't want to do that. I'll let Tina do that one, and I'll help her with it with a critical eye. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, she used that um, beautiful imagery, you know, that, you know, we have these deep bruises, and God seems to kind of keep poking at the bruise, saying, okay, come on, this is what I'm trying to work on, you Mm -hmm. know, I want you to heal this part of yours, you know. Um, but when he pokes at my deep bruise, I just go, hee, 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 like the right. Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Right. <laughs> Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> Pillsbury Doughboy, because that's what he's poking. It's my belly saying, hey, eat less, exercise more. But, ouch, here mm. I sit. Yeah. Here I sit. <laughs> I can do no very other. Good, very good, Luther. The Luther. Put down that sleeve lounge. of Oreos. Uh, that's right. Okay. And, and I do like, I mean, as we wrap this up, because we're probably getting close to, are we getting close to time? Yeah. Okay. I just like her idea of the long view, mm-hmm. you know, not long view, Texas, but the long view that as a parent, as a teacher, you know, wouldn't it be a great place if we, we, we thought beyond our student or our kids beyond this year? And we kept thinking, you know, I've heard coaches say this before, you know, I'm coaching them, but I'm preparing them for the next coach and for the next level. Right. What if we all did that? We just had this long view about the kids that we had in, in, in our sphere of influence. And we said, this isn't about today. This is about tomorrow and a year from now and the next pandemic and the next election cycle and the next rioting and eternity. Yeah, yeah. that's perfectly said. I think we ought to all have some glasses that have a real long view mm-hmm. in, in this. And, uh, so we farsighted? Yes, right, where you can see far, yes. Yes, be farsighted. Okay. Have a long view. That's what, I mean, that to me is the ultimate, I mean, I took away a bunch of things, but ultimately to me it's that idea, this is a long game, a slow game, whatever you want to call it. I'm not making a 15-minute microwave meal. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. There you go. 
And, and so if I mess up today, I'll go out, get, put my shoes on, and run tomorrow. Well, I won't, right. but someone else will. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you get So, again, parents this year, teachers, let's all have a long view that's filled with grace and mercy and points to Christ and admits our own mistakes before we start admitting everybody else's. So thank you, Tina, for all of that. Uh, <laughs> guy was pushing some buttons. <laughs> Wasn't sure what was going to happen. Not sure either. But I forgive you. Thank you. It's okay, thank you, Bruce. Thanks for showing I, grace to me. And I will poke your bruises. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, folks, have a great evening, day, morning, afternoon, whatever it is, and we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>